Hello, welcome to 21st Century Moses Podcast. My name is Sammy Zhu, your host. Let's talk about heaven and hell. What is your perception of heaven? We normally think about heaven as a nice place, wonderful place. Of course, it's in the heavenly realm where the angels are flying and they're playing harps for us and we're wearing white robe, living in a big mansion and green grass and, you know, all days and, you know, amazing, amazing places. And then you can do whatever you want to do. Uh, of course, the best thing is you can meet your uh, loved ones again. And uh, so th- th- that's kind of uh, the picture of heaven, whereas the hell is like, a, you know, fire all over the place and it's a very uh, scary and uh, uh, suff- uh, it's a place of suffering. Now let's look at what the Bible says about heaven and hell. Um, and we don't want to be deceived by um, the Hollywood picture of heaven and hell or some other people, other religious uh, thoughts about heaven and hell, but we want to really see uh, what the book of Revelation portrays about the heaven and hell because I really do think this chapter, today's chapter, which is chapter 21, portrays about heaven and hell very clearly. So let's go to God's Word together and let's find out uh, the answer. He who overcomes, he who overcomes will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immortal persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So in today's passage, I want to to look at two things, two major things. First one is, what is heaven? And the second one is, what is hell? So let's look at one by one. So let's go back to uh, today's verse. Verse 7, it says, he who overcomes. Now, we see this pattern, this repeatedly, uh, especially in chapter 2 and chapter 3, when Jesus is speaking to seven churches, he uh, kept saying, repeatedly said, he who overcomes, he who overcomes will receive this and that and reward. So, this concept of overcoming is being continued right here. He who overcomes will inherit these things. So what are these things? Then it says, I'll be his God and he will be my son. So I want us to look at these things just for a few sec, uh, for a few minutes because uh, this chapter 21 talks about two major things. What th- uh, the things that are not there in heaven and things they things that exist in heaven. So if you look at this um the uh, the slide right here, what what it doesn't exist in heaven because there are some things that are not there in heaven. When you go to heaven, you're not going to see them. So what are they? The first one is this: the first heaven and earth will not be there, as in verse one. Now, first heaven and earth. What does that mean? The earth that we are living right now is the first heaven and earth that the uh, the creation the cre- creature that God created long time ago uh, when Adam and Eve was created so that's the first creation and that we're still living in it but when you go to heaven um when Jesus comes and you know uh, you know all the uh, revelation the fulfill- revelation is being fulfilled then you're not going to see this first heaven and earth 
However, Jesus is going to make everything new. In other words, he is going to create, he's going to renew this first and first heaven and earth so that he's it's going to be new heaven and earth. Okay? And also interestingly, it says there will be no sea, there will be no ocean. Now, if you're an ocean lover, probably you might be disappointed, but the ocean or sea here represent death or separation. As an immigrant living in the uh, overseas, you know, there always there's a big Pacific Ocean is uh, separating me from my loved ones, my, uh, my parents and my families in the other continents. So whenever I see the ocean, that means that means a separation for me. But also here uh, in the in the in the ocean, a uh, lot of people are dying. It's a, it's a, it's a really representing the death. So in other words, there when there is no sea, that means there will be no death. There will be no separation. Especially there will be no separation between God and us. Uh, sin separated separated us, as in Isaiah fifty nine verse two. But our sins are forgiven, and in heaven there is no sin there anymore. And because there no, there is no sin, there will be no separation between God and us. And then there will be no separation between you know promised land and the wilderness you know we'll be all um we'll be all together with the lord and with his people in his promised land which is heaven okay and then also it says in verse four there will be no tear there will be no death there'll be no pain wow this is amazing those things tear death and pain all these sufferings are the ones who are in the world right now we're going through a lots of things in the world and then every day we you know personally go through and then if you um, just check up on your friends you were gonna find out that what kind of pains that they're going through I just got a text message from my friend and he is going through a very very difficult time as well now those are things that we are always experiencing in the world but in heaven there will be no more of those things there will be no more no more tears no more pain no more suffering no more death that is heaven wow that's amazing amazing place but also there are things that exist in heaven so when you go to heaven you're gonna see these things so what are they first of all it says in verse 2 new jerusalem now we mentioned about the first uh, heaven and earth there will be no first heaven and earth in heaven but there will be a new heaven and earth and then there will be new jerusalem and then we're going to talk about new jerusalem what is this okay we're going to talk in a few minutes and it says tabernacle verse 3 then water of life, verse six. Tabernacle. What is the tabernacle? Tabernacle is the place where God present. God is. And then the water of water water of life in uh, John chapter four. And when Jesus is talking with a Samaritan woman, you know, Samaritan woman was talking about the uh, just the uh, regular water. But Jesus is talking about the living water that will not. Um, that will not be uh, stopped. That will be the eternal water. And this Jesus is going to give the water not only to the woman, but also to those who are in Christ Jesus, those who will be in heaven. So we're going to have uh, lots of water of life. And then let's talk about this New Jerusalem and Tabernacle right here. Because in this chapter, in chapter 16, in the New, the new Jerusalem, the city, the shape of the city will be square evenly uh, measured square but it, it will be a very big square but when you think about this square and the tabernacle this 
directly allude to the Old Testament, Exodus and Leviticus. Because when you see the holy, uh, when you see the tabernacle or the tent where God was um, with his people in the wilderness, uh, only the priest could go, go in to the tabernacle for the animal sacrifice to uh, for the uh, atonement for the sins of people. But also there was what? The holy of holy. Now this holy of holy was the square. Now this is where the holy God was present right here. Now this time, this New Jerusalem, the whole city would be the square that represents the presence of God. And the presence of God is not going to be limited into this small box, but it will fill the whole city. So this will be an amazing, amazing thing. But not just that, um, in verses 20 through 21, it talks about 12 precious stones like jewels so now you if you are a jewel uh, jewel lover and if, if if that's you then probably you want to go to heaven right now because you know you, you're gonna see you would love to see all the uh, precious <coughs> precious stones in heaven However, of course, yeah, if we take this literally, I think uh, there will be a amazing, amazingly shining and a bright place for sure. But these 12 stones represent the name of Israel, the sons of Israel. Now, again, going back to the Old Testament, the, Jew, the priest, high priest, <coughs> were wearing the 12 stones in their breastplate. Okay? And these 12 stones represent the name of the sons of Israel. So they are, they were, the priest was carrying the names of the people of God. And these 12 stones will be the foundation stones for this new Jerusalem. So this new Jerusalem is filled with God's presence because it's a square, but also it's a filled with the people of God. That is what heaven is. That is the new Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem, the heaven, is filled with him, with God and his people. Now, in verse 22, it also says, there is no temple in heaven because God is the temple. In verse 23, there is no need of light because God is the light. The glory of God is the light. Okay, so if you look at all these things, what is the conclusion? The heaven, the New Jerusalem, all of them are talking about these two things. What is it? It is God and His people. Okay, now that makes sense because if you look at this verse 7 again, he who overcomes will inherit these things, and I, who is I, God, will be his God, and he, who is he, his people, will be my son, will be. So basically, God is God, our God, and we are his people. That is what heaven is. God and his people. Now think about this for a moment, because what we... Uh, in the opening, I was talking about what the uh, the perception about heaven. Normally, people think of heaven because when we think about heaven, we're the angels flying and, and playing harps and the white robes and the big mansion and jewelries everywhere, the street of gold, and all of them must be the true. 
However, the main focus of heaven is not what we are going to have there, but it is going to be who God is and who we are. God is our God, and we are His people, and it is the heaven will be the full of God's presence and full of us, the His people, God and His people being together. That is where heaven is. Now, if we flip this in this way, now you may you probably would be able to examine your heart. Now, if heaven is all we think about is uh, all, all like uh, you know jewels and all those things, um, then we have a big problem because when you listen very carefully about what other people are thinking about heaven, it's like jewels, big mansions, and streets of gold, and we're gonna have a really fun time and a great time and lots of laughter, and we're gonna see our loved ones and all of that. Where is God mentioned? There's no God even mentioned there. Now, if you talk about all those great things. But if we are do not, if we are, if we don't talk about God in heaven, we are missing the whole point. Whole point. Yes, I'm not talking. I'm not saying that heaven would be just a you know normal place, and then there's nothing we can really have there. Of course, it would be a wonderful place. It would be a beautiful place. However, main main thing is the main thing. God, where God is, that is uh, the, what heaven is. Now, in other words, let's say if. Heaven is、uh, worse than where where you live, but that's where God is. Okay, if that's heaven, do you still want to go? Now, if your answer is、mm, let me think about it because that's not the place I want to go, then probably you're missing the whole thing because you don't want to see God. Your whole point is just a mansion and streets of gold and lots of jewels and flying with the angels. So if that's your heaven without God, in fact, that is not heaven. But even if it's a worse place than our current location, current place, if there is God there, you still want to go there. Wow, that is what really the the genuine love for the Lord, and because wherever God is, that is heaven, and you want you want God more than any other things. You want God more than jewels. You want God more than all the angel flyings, because God is everything to you, and God is everything to us. And that's what we all need, so that in heaven we will have a maximum of joy because of our because of God's love for us, and because of our love for the Lord, being with Him forever would be the main thing, main point of heaven, and we'll enjoy that His presence forever, and all those luxurious things will be just the secondary things. But we'll have those things, but th- those are not the main thing. Main thing is always God. Now, what about then hell? Now, hell is totally opposite to what heaven is. So let's go back to today's verse and see what have what the hell is. Now,、uh, verse eight, it says, "But for the cowardly, and unbelieving, and abominable, and murderers, and immoral persons, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars, their part would be in the lake." That burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. So it talks about the hell. It says it will be in the lake. It will be、um, now. When you think about lake, lakes are pretty beautiful, but this lake is different because it says it burns with fire. So this is a fiery lake and brimstone, which is the second death. This lake is.、Uh, 
lake of fire that will burn forever. And this is where Satan, his his servants, and his people will suffer forever. Now, what kind of people are going to go to hell? Now, it talks about uh, uh, the the uh, the characteristics of those who are going to um, hell. It says cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, immoral persons, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars. Now, let's think about this. Cowardly. Why, why are they cowardly? You know, they are living in fear because they are just following Satan and his lies, and they are not depending on God at all. So, they don't have God in their lives. They, are, they, have, to be in, they have to be afraid of, you know, Satan. So they are cowardly, and also they're unbelieving. They're not accepting Jesus. You know, probably many of them is uh, heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, but they willfully disobeyed God, and they're willfully um, non-believing what what the Bible says. Abominable. You know, they are not worshiping the Lord, but they are worshiping uh, themselves, and then they are taking God's name in vain. And also, there are murderers in the Bible. You know, it's not just a physical murder, but also some uh, the, those who are hating uh, their brothers and sisters. They are murdering as well because they have no love for uh, the Lord. They don't have a love for other people. They are killing other, ki- killing one another. They are immoral persons. You know, they are not loving God. They are not worshiping God alone, but they are worshiping. They are following their own fleshly desires. So they are indulging themselves, indulging themselves with a sexual sexual immoralities and whatnot so they're immoral and they're sorcerers they are you know depending or using other spirits they are sorcerers and they are adulterers they're worshiping other things and all liars they are just children of satan satan is the father of a lie but they are just following their father which is satan all these people are going to be in the lake of fire now think about this, you know, love for God, love for Jesus is directly related to heaven and hell. Because the heaven is where God is. And, you know, those, the heaven is where uh, those people who love Jesus, love God more than any other things will be. That's where heaven is. Because we just learned that heaven is where God is. That's a full of presence of God. Now, if you don't like it, if you don't like God, if you don't like the presence of God, then there's no reason for you to be in heaven. So you want to be probably end up in hell because hell is definitely absence of God because there is no love for God there. And there will be just all the other things that people loved other idols. People loved their selfish desire, following their selfish desire or sexual desire and all of that. Those people are going to hell because that's what they loved for. But the problem is this. The hev- hell will be the lake of fire that you will be burned forever. There will be the place of all the suffering. We just learned that we just learned that uh, the heaven, there is no pain, there is no tears, there is no uh, suffering anymore. Um, and Jesus will wipe away your tears. He knows your suffering. Even in John chapter 11, 35, the shortest verse in the whole Bible, which is, but it's very profound because it says, Jesus wept. It is right before Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. But even... Um, 
before that, Jesus wept. That means he shared the suffering and pain with his people. Jesus knows your suffering. Jesus knows your pain. And Jesus is going to wipe away your tears because Jesus is going to say, you know, I am resurrected. Do not worry. You will live forever so that you don't have to worry. However, in hell, all those problems that we experience in the world will be magnified and maximized and will last forever. You will be in suffering and pain and in tears uh, all the way through forever, for eternity. So that is a huge, huge issue and a problem that we have to face. So how should we live? First of all, we need to know the reality of heaven and hell. There is heaven, but also there is hell. For non-believers, those who are not following Jesus Christ, their sins are still there, and they cannot go to heaven. Even if they did a good works in their lives, they, their good works are not good enough to go to heaven. Because God is holy God, and God will not allow any sin in His place. So that our sins must be forgiven. So how can we be forgiven? There's only one way for you to be forgiven. It is through Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ is the only one who died for your sin, only one who took your sins on Him, who died on the cross to pay the penalty for your sins. So come to Jesus and believe that Jesus died for your sin. 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 6 talks about, chapter, chapter 6 verse 9 and 10 talks about all this abominable people, list of people who are going to heaven, heaven, hell. But in verse 11, it says, even the Christians used to be those sin, sinners. In fact, we were all sinners. Romans 3, 23 clearly says, all have sinned and fall short of, short of the glory of God. So we are sinners. However, in that verse 11, it says, you are washed away in the blood of Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, and also in the Spirit of God. So that only way that you can be forgiven is through Jesus Christ. So come to Jesus and be forgiven. Repent of your sin and believe that Jesus died for your sin and He rose from the dead so that you will be forgiven. Now, if you are believers, you need to have this hope of heaven. I know our life is very difficult. It's very painful. But Jesus would say, it's okay, because in this world, you will have trouble. In 2 Timothy 3.12, if you choose to live godly, then you will be persecuted. Persecution is not fun. It will be very painful. And it's okay to weep, to weep because Jesus wept as well, even before the resurrection of Nazareth, Lazarus, but yet Jesus wept. So even before our resurrection, even before we see the glory of God forever in this world, we might weep, we might cry. It's okay. However, we need to have this great expectation about heaven, that our suffering, our turmoils are not forever. You know, this wonderful heaven is waiting for us. In John chapter 14, that Jesus said Jesus is going back to his Father to prepare place for us. So we must let's have this great expectation about the heaven. But again, the content of our expectation must not be all the secondary things but God, but it must be on God alone. Why we why do we want to go, go to heaven? It is because we are going to be with the lover of our soul, which he is. Christ Jesus. He will be our husband and we will be his bride. We'll live forever together. And that is that 
it's all matters. So that all the luxuries that we're going to have are not even, they don't even matter to us when it comes to being with God. Being with God alone is good. That, that's heaven. So that means even if we are, even though we're going through a very difficult time, God is with us because Holy Spirit lives in us. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 through 17, we are the temple of God. He is with us so that He never leaves us, forsake us. So that let's have a thank, thankfulness and let's have a joy and satisfaction because of His presence. Yet, this expectation of heaven hope in heaven will lead us and guide us to this wonderful day because that day when we see Christ Jesus face to face we'll never going to have pain and suffering and tears there will be no problem zero problem but 100% 200% 300% beyond eternity infinity we will have a maximum joy and satisfaction forever because we will be with him forever perfectly so that is a wonderful news and that is why gospel is the good news let's pray together heavenly father we thank you so much for this wonderful news about heaven and hell father help us to realize but not just to realize but also acknowledge and remind ourselves of this uh, reality of heaven and hell so father we pray for those who do not believe in jesus christ we pray that their hearts would be open so that they will also believe in jesus they will come to know you and then they will be in heaven as well but also father we want to pray that uh, we will not forget about this reality of heaven so that we'll have this great expectation about where we'll be um, but our place our desire is not just about the heaven itself, but it is about you, Lord. Father, we want to be with you forever. That is our desire. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' holy name, I pray it. Amen.